0: Welcome to Pigoted Podcast. Joining us today is comedian Dean Coglin. Hi, Dean. Hello. And joining us as our expert is Ben. Hi, Ben. Hello. What are you, Ben? What are you an expert in for those of us that haven't listened to the Flat Earth episode? I am an astrophysicist. Yes! And what is it that we are going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about black holes. Ooh. You excited! Black holes, bro? Yeah. Let's yeah. Get it <laughs> Jump in. So let's get started. What is it that you know about black holes, Dean Coughlin? Um, not that much, to be honest.
1: Um in in what way? Like how in the way of knowledge. I mean, I don't really know much about them at all, other than that, like, no one no one knows what happens when you go through one.
0: Well, I thought this as well. So people know. I have two things that I know about black holes. Mm. And I'm more prepared for both of them to be wrong. So the way that they are is it's just loads of, it's it's like a spot where gravity is so strong Mm. that nothing can escape from it, Mm -hmm. not even light, which is why they're black holes, because light can't escape. The light goes in and can't come out, Mm. so it looks black. But also, I believe that we don't know loads of, like, like there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about black holes mm. purely because they're a right fucker to observe yeah because obviously you can't get too close to them otherwise you'll get sucked in
2: i mean that is a problem yes and um
0: and no one knows what happens when you're inside of one mm. so you just I, I, I don't know what this podcast imagine if it's him gonna be girl <laughs> imagine if just goes, yeah we don't know a lot
1: <laughs> yeah, the loads we don't know. <laughs> right i know this this is gonna sound dead stupid but like, is there not like a real scientific way you could like sort of fish and rod something into one? <laughs> like obviously you'd have to do it more technical than fishing rod than it is. But you get what I mean, though. <laughs> you like
0: idiot. Fucking... No, but so, like,
1: sorry about. I so know like, it sounds stupid. So, so I need a, a, obviously a more technical fishing rod. So it's rod. a hole.
0: So yeah. it's a hole where yeah. the gravity is so strong yeah. that not even light can escape yeah but you're not trying to the escape the wire. Of light you're not
1: trying to escape you want to go in and see what's happening yeah but the so fishing it'll just, it, rod. Does, it does all the work itself it sucks <laughs> it in for you like you know just throw a camera on like a really really long piece of really strong rope
0: Straight have you in. tried that yet guys have you, bet you haven't
1: have you tried strong um, fishing wire bet you haven't no told you That'll work. That I reckon that's a that's a billion dollar idea. It'd have to be a proper legit setup. Like you couldn't just fish off the side
0: of the. I love the idea space of space station. Love, or well, that's it. I love the uh, idea of like an astronaut looking like a garden gnome, yeah. just, like,
2: yeah. just yeah. collecting yeah. evidence. Yeah, I put a lot of thought into what I might get asked on this podcast. And can you fish in a black hole? Was not, not on my list. Let
0: me send you the text message that he sent me because it fucking cracked me the fuck up. Right, so. <laughs> So I asked him whether or not, um, uh, you know, just just checking that he was all right to pick him up, right? And um, Ben said, "Sounds good to me." I'm just writing up some black hole notes, Mm. and I said four laughing emojis, which is how seriously I took that comment. I (laughs) thought I can't wait. Don't worry if it's not too in depth. Our minds will be blown anyway. Yeah. Right. I've blown as really blown. And He put one laughing emoji and then put mostly just making sure I could answer a question about something like hawking radiation or the information paradox without resorting to a basically nonsensical string of words like quantum zero point energy in curved time space. Since I feel like we probably don't have enough time to unpack all that. Having a human understandable explanation ready to ready to go is probably a good plan. I feel, and we've
2: opened with, "Can you not just use a fishing rod?" Can you not, though? <laughs> okay. So, first off, wow, I sound like an absolute dickhead in that sentence, <laughs> don't I? No, I loved it. <laughs> Second off, uh, no, you can't fish in a black hole. Oh, no? oh well. So, never
1: mind. Scrap that one then. Scrap that idea. Yeah.
2: All right. So the. The, the fundamental principle of black hole is, like, for any two bodies, there's a gravitational force between them. And if you want to, if you're, say, on the surface of a planet and you want to get away from the planet, there's a minimum speed you have to reach before you can do that. So yeah. from the surface of the Earth, it's 11 kilometres per second. So okay. that's, what, that's what rockets do, is they get you to that speed so you can leave the Earth's gravity.
0: That's why they have those so boosters on rockets, isn't it? So the rocket goes up and yeah. the boosters get you to that speed and then they go, fuck yeah, later, off, yeah, like yeah. that, yeah. and they go.
2: Yeah, so the ejecting boosters is a way to kind of keep the rocket weight down because the rocket has to lift itself and also all of the fuel it's carrying. I see, right. And yeah, the yeah. more weight you can get rid of as you go, the more efficient you can rocket. So How do they? So this, this is a complete tangent, but I
0: imagine those boosters weigh a fucking ton. How do they not do it so it doesn't land on someone's house
2: or something like that? Uh, so they plan the, the launches so that they fall into the ocean. Really?
0: really?
1: Fuck. Fuck if you were just having like a nice little <laughs> yacht ride, a fucking booster lands on your head. Like the way I'm expecting
2: that one. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So the, the strength of gravity depends on two things. The mass of the object and how close you are to its center of mass. So if you get closer to the center of mass of something... You get a stronger gravitational force now ordinarily what happens is you hit like the physical surface of the object first Mm. and if you go into an object it doesn't work the same way because you start having like if you you go down in an elevator shaft towards the center of the earth some of the mass of the earth is above you and pulls you in the opposite direction so your weight actually decreases until you end up being weightless in the middle but because you can't
1: come out the other side if you're being pulled back into the middle can you
0: Sorry, that in itself is just fucking baffling. So you'd be weightless <laughs> in the middle of the earth. Yep.
1: Yeah, constantly, you're like free fall, wouldn't you? Kind of. Yep. In if, the middle,
2: if all the weight is distributed equally around you. It's pulling you in every single direction at once, and all the forces cancel out. So you're just.
1: Oh right, sitting. okay. Would I you float, or would you just be like pulled apart?
2: Um, you'd float. Oh, I, see, I thought you'd just sort of collapse thing, into yourself. I thought you'd. I be thought like- you would have
1: just been like pulled off in all different directions, like.
2: I mean, this assumes that you've created like a cavity in the middle of the earth that you can float in. Yeah, okay. just it's just bare. enough What otherwise yeah. full of is like radioactive iron. <laughs> right, so okay. So probably don't go and have a swim. Mm. So put that to one side. Black holes. So black hole is an object where you've taken all of this mass and squashed it down so that you can get much, much closer to the center of mass before you hit the surface. Which means the closer you get, the higher your escape velocity becomes mm. until you reach the speed of light as your escape velocity. And the speed of light is the, the ultimate speed limit of the universe, nothing can right. exceed that. Which means, the, it's, it's called the Schwarzschild radius, the kind of theoretical- Oh, now you've said it,
0: the Schwarz, yeah. I thought it uh. was a hair dye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fucking laughs> up. There, it,
2: there, there is another name that you might know Go on. which is so the schwarzschild radius is the distance from the center of mass to the surface at which the escape velocity is the speed of light okay the surface that that describes is called the event horizon i've heard of that i've, yeah. not
1: heard, of that. I've, I've heard of that yeah i'm Good fucking lost. Ta- if, if you had asked me like what is it i wouldn't have been able to
0: tell you but i've heard
1: that name. Of I'm, I'm <laughs> fucking lost
0: already, mate. I'm absolutely lost. So because like, so, so we never experience the, um, uh, the, the gravitational forces of being in the center of the earth or whatever, because obviously there's the fucking ground that stops it. Correct. When in a black hole, there isn't that ground. And so you experience the, uh, p- the, the maximum gravitational forces of everything that the Mm black hole is a lot more. And so it gets to the point where you have to get to the speed of light to get out of it. And that's the fastest thing in the universe and nothing can get faster than that. So nothing can get out of it. So first of all, do black holes have mass then? Yes. So how do we
2: know that? So, okay. There's two different ways to answer that question. Don't worry, I won't understand either of them.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, you want Just pick one. Unless you say I asked no
1: fishing into one, so <laughs> it really doesn't matter what you say.
0: Yeah, the first way that we measure mass is yeah. we see how many fish are in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> pick, pick
1: the simpler one.
0: Probably. Yeah. He thought that he thought a black hole was like a koi carp.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, they like ice fishing. I thought you could just do something like that. It'd have to be better than a fishing
2: rod, but I think. <sighs> oh, God. Right. OK, cool. Okay, so, right. Just to finish off why fishing into a black hole doesn't work. Uh, it's if never you been cross tried. the event horizon, That's just- go on. information from the other side of the event horizon cannot reach us. Right. Like, there is just no physical way for. Like, there's no route from inside the event horizon to outside. So anything that crosses it mm. no longer exists meaningfully in our universe.
1: right fucking out say say theoretically right let's just say the fishing rod idea was like this is how you done it and you had like a camera with a feed back to whatever you were on that was far enough away from the black hole that you didn't get sucked in could like the data through a cable not escape it because of its is that because of its density or is it that's weird that it'll affect data internet connection yeah
0: so the wi-fi in a black hole yeah, no, no signal there so
2: it gets weirder right. because one side effect of very strong gravity is that time slows down mm. when you are subjected to it so this is a, a measurable effect wait time slows down in strong gravity yeah how um So, this is a little bit of general relativity for you. Right, okay. So, gravity curves space-time around it. You knew that. (laughs) Gravity...
0: It's just just those words. Gravity curves space-time around it. Yeah. Right, okay. So, this is... Well, I didn't think that... Sorry, again. I didn't think that gravity was a physical thing that could be curved around. What's, what's space-time curving around? If, the, if gravity is just like a force, mm.
2: nothing, then what's it curving around? Uh, it is curving around the fourth spatial dimension, kind of. It's- <laughs> Why
0: is it every time I ask something? The explanation makes it even harder to understand. Yeah.
2: Okay, right. So, picture it, so, so the way to picture this is the kind of the rubber sheet example. So if you've got a rubber sheet, stretched out with space underneath it and you put something heavy on the rubber sheet it bends yeah yeah downwards. yeah all right i'm with you okay so that's the the curvature of space time okay that bending and the reason that things move differently under the influence of gravity is they follow straight paths on the curved space time mm. okay so if you think of one of those like Machines that you put a coin into, and it just goes round and round and round and round, eventually down. The coin is trying to follow a straight path on the surface, but the surface curves, so the coin ends up going around in a circle. Oh, dude, that's Mm. fucking... Right,
0: okay, so does that mean, therefore, that if we could get to the elevator shaft into the middle of the Earth, then time would move at a different pace? Yep. Fucking hell. So is it, it, how relative is it though? So is it like seconds or is it like you go down to the middle of the earth or whatever and you spend like an afternoon there just chilling in weightlessness and then you go back up and then your miss would be 80 yeah. or whatever and you'd yeah. be like,
2: ah, oh, shit. Okay. So it, it's nothing like that strong. Okay. So uh, the kind of the good example for this actually being proven is GPS satellites because The the way that GPS works is you've got a bunch of satellites in orbit and they put out a signal that basically just tells you the time and your phone or whatever receives them and it goes, okay, I've got a signal from that satellite that says, you know, 10 seconds ago and from that satellite that says 5 seconds ago, which means I know how far those signals have travelled because they travel at the speed of light, so I know what the positions of those two satellites is. Wait, so that's how your phone the time on your phone that's how your phone works out your location on earth
0: jesus lord crazy isn't it? it's fucking unbelievable do you know what right is it's someone's job to do that mm. and i can barely understand it yeah do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. like it's fucking mental and you get f- and you get
1: fuming when like you can't you can't get it on your phone like Fuck this phone shit and it's like do you not understand what's actually needing to happen for you to just know where you are so, when well, you I'm, can't get mad at
0: that, can you? So, when I'm using my phone as a sat nav, which I do all the time mm. traveling to gigs and stuff, my phone is speaking to probably dozens of satellites. That's the sat in it in the air in sat nav. Yep. Yeah, but I so
2: satellite your navigation phone, your phone doesn't need to communicate back, it just needs to receive those signals. Okay, so it goes, Okay, I've got like. Fuck.
1: It makes it well cooler though, doesn't it? When you're driving around knowing that you're being guided by satellites. Oh,
0: mate, that trip to Hull is going to have a whole new meaning. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) So here's the really good bit. In order for GPS to be accurate, the phone has to compensate for the difference in the rate that time flows between you on the surface of the Earth and the satellites in orbit. Oh,
1: What's the difference in time between them?
2: Uh, Fractions of a second. It's tiny. But still, though, fucking hell. It's still
1: mad, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Wow. Do you know what I mean? That's crazy. So do we know how much
2: slower time moves in a black hole? So here's where stuff gets weird.
0: Right, okay. If it hasn't already. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So because black holes are so insanely dense and so ridiculously gravitationally powerful, all of these effects get dialed up to 11. So the event horizon is the point at which the time experienced by an object falling into the black hole stops.
0: Wait. S- so, it, so it never truly falls in? It never truly falls
2: in. Where does it go? <laughs> so <laughs> once you hit the event horizon, your mass is now a part of the black hole system. Right. And because of the way that, that gravitational force works, like we, I mentioned center of mass a moment ago, all the mass acts through the, the centre of mass of the object, you now contribute to the mass of the black hole. So the event horizon grows a little bit. Mm. So it's not really a black hole, is it?
0: So it's not Because when you think about a hole, the whole thing with a hole is that you fall into it and then you come out the other side yeah. somewhere. And that's what I thought sort of black holes were. When really it's you just pop-
1: sticking to something. Yeah. You like, can't
0: get off it. Yeah, it's more like a black tar, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's more like a it's more like a, a giant tar pit in the sky.
2: Yeah, that's a better way of looking at them. But rather than is c- it a is it a, a like a spherical object? It is a spherical object. So this is one of the um one of the few things that is really easily defined about black holes mm. is like they are a spherical region of space that you can never leave. Get
0: that flat earth back on he'll yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. tell you otherwise.
1: Yeah. I mean, the picture of the black hole does look flat though, to be honest.
2: The one with the, <laughs> like the accretion disc, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- this is really interesting as well. So any material falling onto a black hole, obviously like start out somewhere very distant and you kind of get dragged towards it by its gravity. Yeah. But you're not gonna be heading like pinpoint accuracy into the core you're going to have some little bit of other velocity, like you were already traveling or...
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So so sort of the way, like Saturn's got its rings type thing.
2: It'd be... Yeah. Some stuff. It's conservation of angular momentum. So you don't fall directly onto the black hole. You fall like a little bit past it. So like like in its
1: orbit type thing. Right. Okay. So how are you... Tracking all this, perfect. I've I've read some of Neil deGrasse Tyson's book.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Didn't realise you'd done our work. It got hard though, <laughs> mate. This is fucking baffling to yeah. me. I don't think I even. Right. Okay. So, so I get the point that it's like it's more like a big fucking blob of tar that you don't you don't fall into and come out the other side somewhere. There is no other
2: side. It's just. A, a i mean there might be there's is because, that why because
1: light can't escape from it you don't actually know what you're looking at do you is
0: that why you you know we went about fishing into a black mm. hole that why you couldn't fish into it then on a basic sense is that if you fished into a fucking tar pit you throw your fucking rod out and it just go on the top it wouldn't yeah. go into anything go into any- because yeah. there's nothing for it to go in because it's too dense so that's why it's a stupid idea yeah, not because it's not a hole. It's because it one way. No, I, I think, see. I it, see. No, it's all right. Friend. I think we what, what I was going for is that it was stupid in more than one way.
2: <laughs> 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 it yeah. was stupid in a way that you didn't even realize. Fair yeah, um, no, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So the the whole like time dilation thing. I mean, have you seen Interstellar?
0: Yes. <laughs> okay, so so I was going to use Interstellar as a point of reference. So that I. They go up to... I, see, the thing is, is, I get Interstellar confused with another film as well. And so... I haven't seen Interstellar. It, in, is Interstellar... So they go to a planet on Interstellar mm. where it moves. Uh, time moves quicker relative to time on Earth, doesn't it? Yes. So... In fact, here's a little fact for you that you might not even know. So on the planet, there's like a, a, a ticking sound on the planet mm. um like a it's almost like a metronome sound isn't it yep. that sound happens every 1.25 seconds which is also the exact amount of time that a day would have passed on earth you yep. knew that didn't you i did yes of course Rick! <laughs> ah! i thought for a minute that i had something that he did didn't you not, know. did you not hear the
1: information he reeled off about buffy before we started <laughs> He yeah, clearly knew true. about the metronome.
0: <laughs> that's true. Before this, we were talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And he literally, it was like listening to IMDB, yeah, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Knew literally everybody. That was insane. Uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, all right. Fair enough. Um, I just, I love the idea that he'd come away from this and be like, I, I learned didn't know the Tick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our heads would be a fucking mess <laughs> yeah. on the floor. But he'd be like, the Tick thing was interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They go, yes, it was. We all learned. We all equally learned an equal amount. Right. I'm so so sorry. Is Interstellar also the one where they communicate with the aliens and they send a linguist up there
2: who makes shapes? That's a rival. Those are the two that I get confused with. Okay. So Interstellar kind of illustrates the whole, if you get close to a black hole, like your personal clock slows down. Okay. So time on Earth passes a lot faster than time on planet black hole or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, It's completely wrong about the whole, if you fall into a black hole, you get to end up behind your child's bookcase and communicate to them with the ticking second of a watch. Spoiler alert! Oh, yeah, I was going to watch that.
1: (laughs) So when you say, like, um, it affects your your age, so, like, you won't age as fast. Correct. So it has effects on your cells.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, anti-aging moisturiser is little bits of black hole. Except you don't
2: get to you kind of don't get to experience your, your newfound immortality because your, your experience of time slows down in the same way. Right. So as far as you're aware, like everything about you is completely normal. You're aging at the same rate. You're walking around experiencing days. Mm. But the rest of the universe, if you were able to observe it, that's sped up. Right, okay. But also, right, so if...
0: Oh, God. So if you were to be in the mass of a black hole... And I I think that's um, a better way of saying it, other than fall into a black hole. In it, so if you were to be into the mass of a black hole, yeah. time would slow down to such a degree that it would be observable if you could observe it. However, your time is slowing down, but your perception of time is not. Yes. So, so even <laughs> though, so even though time will be moving at a fraction of a second, your brain doesn't slow.
2: Yeah, Along like with that time. Like you, you, you've got a watch on your wrist, and the watch just keeps ticking. Yeah. Completely regularly. But what happens is, the rest of the lifetime of the universe passes in what feels to you like a single second. Jesus fucking Lord. Right, okay. So would your watch tick at the same speed? Like, from your point of view, yes. Yeah, right, okay. Because it's, uh, science words, it's in your inertial frame of reference. Okay. So the the same things that are affecting you are affecting your watch right okay.
0: so my question would be that like with black holes i imagine that they they change in size don't they they do so i imagine they get bigger the more shit that gets put into them absolutely correct yes okay and so what why aren't they just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and engulf everything So
2: the simple answer to that is because the universe is expanding.
0: Okay, so the universe is expanding quicker than they're sucking shit in. Yeah.
1: Are the two ever stuck together?
2: Uh, Black hole mergers. So there's, there are four different types of black hole. Okay. There are the stellar mass black holes, which are formed when a star of a, a really heavy star dies.
0: Okay, so that's when they're like collapsing on themselves? Yeah. And form a black hole? Yes. How long does that take? Does that take a, like, done in the blink
2: of an eye, or does it take, like, a millennia? So, the process of, you know, the stars run out of fuel and collapse begins? Yeah. Uh, Fractions of a second. Wow. The core just implodes (laughs) in. Is there a video of that anywhere? No, because that's, well, not one that's like an actual observation. I'm sure there are like It'd be fucking cool CGI yeah, ones. Want...
0: It'd be cool as fuck to watch that, wouldn't yeah. it?
2: Although we can we can see this happen, kind of, because what happens to the rest of the star around the core is called a supernova. Okay, so it's sort of like
0: the um, uh, the wreckage from the accident.
2: Effectively,
0: yeah. Okay, so like when you see like a car accident on the motorway, yeah, you see bits of fucking debris in a wing mirror. The accident was that fucking, fast. And Dave with yeah. his fucking <laughs> legs in the fucking yeah. Astro and his torso <laughs> in the tree. That's a Vauxhall all over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh mate, I mean, I mean, come on, take that. Let's hey, just yeah. take. Let, let's just take a minute to appreciate that. I had to redeem myself from the fishing line. <laughs> That's a fucking excellent joke. <laughs> That's the bit that I'm gonna be clipping up and putting on TikTok, I'll give you that much. What an excellent bit. Um uh, Well done. I knew there was a reason we had you on. Sorry. Uh, right, okay. So so
2: supernova, you can see that's the wreckage. Yeah. So supernova, um the the outer layers of the star lag a little bit behind the core collapse. Okay. So they fall inwards and then they kind of bounce, yep. and they hit the surface. Huge spike in density, huge spike in heat. You get, I mean, nuclear synthesis of all the elements heavier than iron. Mm. All of the gold, for example, formed in a supernova. There's nowhere else in the universe that you can form it. Yeah. I I was going to
1: ask you about this. This
2: All the gold has been formed in a supernova.
1: Was gold and silver, two neutron stars colliding, and then that's how it got to Earth.
2: So what the fuck are you two talking about? (laughs) No. Okay, so um, history of elements in the universe. Right. So the universe starts and it's all energy. And you know the most famous equation in all of physics equals mc squared. Yep. Says that you can convert energy energy equals mass c squared. Yeah. C (laughs) being the speed of light. Yeah, of course. So energy can spontaneously turn into mass. Specifically, it turns into uh, subatomic particles, like the most simple building blocks of matter.
0: Wait, 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 wait! wait. <laughs> so, fuck. So, energy can spontaneously turn into mass. Yep. So, so you can just sort of like be man your own business, yeah. And then all of a sudden, there can be like a, a Blamange in front of you, possibly.
2: Yes, possibly
0: it's your dream in
2: it's <laughs> 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 so hopefully
1: one day this is the moment in front of if me if that
0: happened if that <laughs> happened you'd be like honestly honestly like imagine explaining it to somebody being like listen i'm just watching telly this
1: is what i think paranormal activity stuff is <laughs> like genuinely do you know when people go oh like something fell off my shelf like the picture flew off the wall yeah is that is it not possible that's Shift and particles have just like changed.
2: I mean, it's the, the atmosphere
1: around an object and knocked it off.
0: Oh, yeah. I live in this house where we keep getting blanc manges on the, uh, oh, on the coffee house. table.
2: It's either E equals MC squared or a ghost <laughs> that's on bake off. You never know. So, so, in terms of like big scale stuff like that, you don't really expect that to happen because it's the, st- the statistics against it are but it's huge. technically possible. It is technically possible. Okay. What happens a lot more easily is you get hydrogen.
0: So is it equals mc squared the Big Bang then? Because there was there was nothing, no mass, but loads of energy. And then if you have an infinite amount of time of nothing, well, I mean time isn't relative, is it? Because it's not even there's nothing to measure time in or against. There's just nothing, mm-hmm. and then there is something because.
2: Uh, not really. So E equals M T squared is more of a, a property of our universe. So it didn't exist before it, the universe. It might not have existed before. Oh, the, dear God. The, the Big are, Bang has a lot in common with a black hole in that our current laws of physics kind of break down when you get too close to it.
0: Right, okay.
2: So we've got a, we've got a bunch of models for how stuff works, which is what science is mm. essentially. And all of those models are, to some degree, wrong.
0: Oh, I know little bits about this, or at least I think I know little bits about this. <laughs> we'll see. So, can I jump in here and just you sort of get. explain? Go on. Don't worry, Dean. I've got this. Yeah,
1: I want to be from a real expert here. So,
0: oh. right, um, so I know, or at least I think I know, right. that um, that like our current model of the universe kind of falls apart Hmm. when you factor gravity into it. Yeah, so this is- So there's, so there's, there's, there's uh, bosons. Oh, he looked at me like a proud father Uh. then, didn't he? (laughs) There's bosons. Say the
2: words, you can do it. Something
0: beginning with T, theons, theons. Thenons, therons, therons? Yeah, his, his face has changed. Therons, thenons, therons, therons, then What's the opposite? Of, what's the other one of bosons? Leptons?
1: No, maybe.
0: I mean, he's Who knows? probably that one, is he? he? probably knows it. probably going for Probably knows it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our current model of the universe and all this fucking shit, it falls apart when gravity is entered into it. Right. So that's what string theory is, isn't it? It's like an attempt mm. to remodel the universe in a way that accounts for gravity. Okay. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going
2: with this. It's, It's a really good example so yeah really good try yeah good effort
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you know what he's doing right
2: now my explanation
0: was a child's drawing that he's just put on the fridge Uh, that's right uh, yeah I'll tell you do you know what I'm really pleased it does look like an explanation well done Freddie look look (laughs) we'll bring your missus look what look what Freddie's done with his words look at that well what a good lad oh you're so clever (laughs)
2: Uh, that's that's it isn't it yeah okay i'm gonna pretend i wasn't about to make a joke about putting it on the fridge there (laughs) and we're just gonna we're just gonna move on so right all all scientific theories are like you base them on observations you come up with a model that works and they they work to describe things like the observation okay so you start with say newton's model of how gravity works right now newton's model of how gravity works is really, really good. Yep. It works brilliantly if you want to do things on like a human scale.
0: Yeah. If you sit under a tree, then an apple might fall on your head.
2: Yep. And you can calculate really precisely how hard that apple will hit you. Yeah. Okay. But if you scale up a little bit and you look at the the precession of the orbit of, say, Neptune, yep. Newton's theories are off by a tiny little bit. Okay. And if you scale up even further and start looking at like things on the scale of galaxies, they start to be off by a lot. Yeah, because
0: so is this the general theory of relativity? So the general know. theory of relativity is what? Fucking up yes, yes. Well, knocking
2: about in his head. Well, stuff that. Absolutely. Thank you, mate. So, so general relativity kind of takes Newton's laws, adds in the little bit that was missing, and now we can do like galaxy scale stuff and yeah. going up sort of universe scale stuff. And at the very other end of the scale, you've got quantum mechanics. And quantum mechanics is like the tiniest building blocks of reality. How do these things work?
0: Is that what I was talking about with string theory? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so in, of course. So, in my <laughs> head, I mean, I, I, I seem to remember, and I'm pulling bits of fucking knowledge from like, like in my head right now, there is a little man rifling through yeah, like a filing yeah. cabinet <laughs> and he's going. Like that, and he's looking string, for string, string theory. String. Yeah. And but the file on string theory is like there's a bit of paper here, and yeah. there's something under there, and there's like half a banana yeah. that someone squashed in there, <laughs> and it's all <laughs> fucked up. But in my head, the way that I someone told me, or the, the the way that I've been taught at some point to think about string theory is it's like you give all the it's it's like you stretch these these bosons or whatever like out like a string. Mm. And you give them vibrations yeah. in which to sort of move off, but then you close it round. So it's more like a circle right. that moves at different rates and frequencies. And yeah. Oh, it mate. I feel, it, honestly, I feel it. so when an expert looks at me and doesn't say you're yeah. full of shit, I get such a little yeah, tingly yeah. feeling
2: in my tummy. Um, so, it's hunger, that is. Yeah, yeah, Blamange! Oh, no. oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah so so string theory is like an extension to quantum mechanics because okay quantum mechanics is like okay within within this little realm of scales dealing with the smallest possible stuff we can really accurately predict everything they do until, until the split
1: theory double split theory you can't they don't you don't be able to tell what they do then do they
2: ah so this is the is that something different I the name for it where you've got two slits yeah, a yeah piece of card and you shine a light at it yeah quantum mechanics predicts the outcome of the slit experiment really accurately but oh okay so but,
1: but when they observe it it changes doesn't it yes
2: yeah, so this is the the kind of the act of observing changes the thing that is observed oh the heidegger principle uh yes yeah <laughs> or more precisely the heisenberg uncertainty principle <laughs> what what, what? heisenberg uncertainty principle oh
0: did i get it wrong
2: i mean you were close
0: Really?
1: Ah, oh, he said yet yeah to things that you've got wrong. I think
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's just been polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> he's just trying to be nice.
1: You're in his WhatsApp groups, and we're going. Oh, you can't believe some of the shit these. Are saying, um, yeah.
0: Nothing in the world can ever be accurately observed because the act of observation always yeah. changes it. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but
1: end. that happens down to like particles, though, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. So that's. I always sorry.
0: I always think about that when I think about like Big Brother mm. and stuff like that. You know, like when you like have like those reality TV shows where it's just a load of morons in a house yeah. and they've got the cameras on them, you always think they would act yeah. totally differently if those cameras weren't there. But would they act differently if the cameras were there but they weren't on? They didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I always feel
1: like, oh, do you know what, like videos you see on Fail Army and that? Yeah. Like, was the act of going, I'm going to film this, like the the not the effect catalyst? to them yeah, falling off. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. I always think that about stuff like them types of videos and that. I like think it, sometimes that's it
0: being observed, then it. Changes. Sometimes it defo is yeah. with like Puts I think as well on. with like fight videos and stuff. Mm. I think the minute that I, I, the amount of times I'm watching like a fight video on the internet and it's two people who clearly quite don't want to fight each other. Yeah, and there's a crowd of twenty people will get their phones out and, and they're they like, oh. ah, yeah, yeah, well if I get my head kicked in, it's not going to be as bad as looking like a pussy. So I'm just going to have to go ahead. Just see what happens. Just see what happens with this. What were we talking about?
2: Uh, Black holes. Yeah, black holes and limits of theory. Okay, Okay, so quantum mechanics works really, really well until you scale it up to the point where you'd have to think about gravity. And then it starts to break down a little bit. And general relativity works really, really well until you scale it down to the point where you'd have to start to think about quantum mechanics. And then it breaks down a little bit. So there's this interface between the two that we haven't quite got figured out yet. Mm. And black holes are kind of similar because once you get close to a black hole or indeed to the singularity at the Big Bang, the models we have aren't quite good enough yet. Okay. Now we can can get back to sort of tiny, tiny fractions of a second after the Big Bang. Yeah. And know really well what's happening at that point. But it's the... It's the bits right at the end. the bit right at the edge. It's like the the very outer limit of human understanding.
0: It's like when you're chopping an onion. Like, I'm really good at chopping an onion. (laughs) Where's this going? I don't even know myself. I'm really good at chopping an onion, and I can get it perfectly, but those last little bits are just a fucking nightmare, and I always think I'm going to slip because my grip isn't good enough Mm. on the edge of the onion, and then I always end up with about 98% of the onion chop really well and then a
2: stubby little fucking bit
1: so That stubby little fucking bit is the bit science can't work out yet
2: isn't it yep yeah. Yeah. and the act of doing science is the act of like going and getting a magnifying glass and a scalpel so you can do the last little bit mm. yeah 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 building okay. the tools to let you actually get there
1: do you have your own like theory on what happened before the big bang or
2: Honestly, I'm not even sure that the phrase "before the Big Bang" exists. Exists, right? Like, time is part of space, and space didn't exist before the Big Bang, so time might not have done either. So there was just a nothingness. But, the, but, but when you say
1: a nothingness, though, surely yeah, you're surely that around. nothingness has to be a part of something.
0: But the way I always thought of it from a philosophical point of view, which is where I thrive more than the uh, actual, you know... I thrive more on on bullshit where I can explain my way out of it a lot better than science, is if you have nothing for an eternity, Mm. it becomes statistically certain that there will be something.
2: As long as the existence of something is a possibility.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the... But if you leave it with, if you leave it for an infinite, but we can't even comprehend what nothing is. Yeah, that's. Do you know what it is as well? Right, this is going to go off in a tangent. Oh really? But, yeah, yeah. I mean, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Uh, but um, human beings are phenomenally bad. I, th- I always think about this when we think about like talking about space and stuff. Yeah, human beings are phenomenally bad at processing big numbers. Mm. Like it gets to the point where. Once we get past about a 1,000, we just have no yeah. fucking, like, we have no idea what, a th- you know, that looks like, yeah, that number. Yeah. And I've always thought it's because evolutionarily, we never needed to know what that number looked yeah. like. So we know from a distance, if I asked you to name how many people are in a distance and mm-hmm. you had a choice between 3, 5, 10, or four six, billion. 16. Yeah. No, no, but if if you just had those numbers... Right you get it right 100% of the time mm. because we're just really good at... Because that's the numbers that we deal with. There's three predators and yeah, there's right. five fucking prey or there's 10 people coming to attack us or whatever. Yeah. And those are the calculations that we need to make. But when it comes to, like, billions of things, we just have no actual concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll give you a, um, a, a fact that will illustrate how we just don't understand numbers. So... Think about a standard deck of playing cards. Mm. I bet you already
2: know where this is going. I don't, actually. Why, he's gonna fucking land
0: something! I'm along right. for the
1: ride. If you yeah. shuffle... Unless you get to the end of the point and he goes,
2: no, nah, it's not really that way. Oh, my, <laughs>
1: yeah. I hate it when <laughs> we'll that happens. We'll see, we'll see.
0: So, <laughs> if you get a standard deck of playing cards yeah. and you shuffle them, you are arranging them in a sequence that has likely never before existed hmm. and never will exist again right. in the history of the universe because the amount of different combinations yeah. is fucking to the power of 50, however many there is in a playing card. Yeah. And that number is so vast that, like I say, you're, you're arranging those cards in a way that will have never existed before in the universe and probably never yeah. exist again. But the number itself, the number of different combinations uh, of orders of playing cards in a pack of cards, that number is so big that if you put that number on a big countdown clock mm. and pressed countdown and it started ticking down, and every billion years you took one step forward yeah. until you, and then you waited another billion years, took another step forward, another billion years, took another step forward. If you did that until you went around the entire... uh and the entire earth yeah then you put a sheet of paper on the floor and then you did the same thing again a billion years per step going around the earth and then put a another sheet of paper on the floor if you did that oh yeah if you did that until the um until the papers reached the moon or the mm. sun and then once the and, and then you did it again and for every time you walk around the earth you took a piece of paper off until the stack went back down again. Yeah. And then you took a drop of water out of the ocean and then did it again and again until the ocean was dry and then filled the ocean back up again. You still wouldn't have hit a third of what that number is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's a really convoluted list of things you need to do. Yeah. Your weekends
0: yeah. must be wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's, a, that's big, though,
2: isn't it? Yeah.
0: Massive, yeah. yeah. The, I think the actual one that I. Uh, I, I got mixed up midway through that, but the actual thing is you put a piece of paper down mm. and then you take a drop out of the ocean. Right, and okay. then you and then once the ocean's dry, oh, so it's you not put that big another then. it's even bigger. Yeah. Um <laughs> you put another piece of paper down. Yeah. And then you fill the ocean up again, and then you put the another piece of paper down, and then you that's how big that number is. You wouldn't have even done a third. That's stupid though. It's and just that's just playing cards. That's just a pack of playing cards. Yeah. But like again, it just goes to show that we we cannot possibly mm. comprehend the universe, the yeah. size and scale of the things that we're talking about. Yeah,
1: like when you go, oh, the sun's like however many million miles away. You go
0: three million. How far is that? Taking that, do you know yeah, who taught me that? Fucking Joe, Joe the Flat Earther. Yeah, see so you then. Yeah, learn and something. also there's a scene in the Office, the American version of the Office, where Andy knows loads of facts about oh, right. the sun for some reason. So it was rattling around in there uh, as well. Uh, nice. 93 million miles away. Anyway, black holes. <laughs>
2: um, so how do they start, black holes? Okay, so there's a few different ways, but the main one is a dying star. So uh, a star... Oh, you said there were four before, didn't you? And then we yes. went sidetracked. So dying star was one. Dying star is one. So stars exist in a what's called a hydrostatic equilibrium between gravity, which is trying to crush everything in, and the the radiation pressure generated by their fusion, which is trying to push everything out.
1: We also didn't get back to gold and silver. <laughs> <or anything else. laughs> no, we didn't. We're going to tie up all these
0: loose ends. I'll keep that one in my head. Okay, okay. we we'll, we'll do that
2: one next. Yeah, so fusion happening in the heart of the star, that's trying to push everything outwards. Gravity's trying to push everything inwards. Right. And those two forces balance for the entirety of the star's life until it can't do fusion anymore, which means it's run out of whatever... Fuel it's using, usually hydrogen, bit of helium, bit of lithium. When that happens, gravity takes over, tries to crush the star. And there are three potential outcomes. Yeah. So, something about the mass of our sun, what happens is the core collapses into basically solid matter. Yeah. So, the stuff that we're made of. And that's supported by, so you've got your your atoms with electrons on the outside. Yeah. And the electrons can't. occupy the same space as a neighbouring electron, so all the atoms kind of banged up against each other, and that's what supports solid matter. Right, uh, that's a thing called a white dwarf. So the star will just radiate what's left of its heat. A Warwick Davis. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you have
1: to call them white little people now. Warwick Davis.
2: Option imagine numbers. You'll laugh, you'll laugh
1: every time at that now. If someone says White Dwarf, you'll go, Warwick Davis. It's
2: the same um, letters as well. It's the same what? It's the same letters. Oh,
0: yeah. W-D, uh, yeah. Imagine if, imagine if the matter condensed in on itself and formed the exact outline of Warwick Davis. <laughs> like, it just formed a little Warwick Davis in the sky. <laughs> and we all had to, like... We knew. It's, it's an observable thing. The incredible. Okay, so option, option number, two. number two. Please don't tell me there's a black dwarf option because I think that's going to get me cancelled.
2: <laughs> no, we'll, Option number
0: two. Red for, dwarf,
2: is that a thing? Uh, that's a TV show. Uh,
0: okay. Oh, <laughs> just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't go through all the colours either. Like, the blue dwarf. Uh, Smurf. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> option number two. For a star that's sort of 10 to 20 times the mass of our sun. Okay. The uh, The atoms jostling up against each other isn't enough to counteract the gravity. Okay. The electrons get forced into the core of the atom that they orbit, combine with protons and form neutrons. Okay. And you get a star mass object made only out of neutrons, which is called a neutron star. Right. Still not a black hole. Still not a black hole. Option number three, stars that are... Twenty or more times the mass of our sun.
1: See, even oh. that's hard to fathom, isn't it? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. twenty times bigger than the yeah. sun. You go.
0: If you said, if you said to me, what is twenty times bigger than that telly? Yeah, I'd have honestly no fucking idea. I'd maybe that window behind us. Yeah, maybe. I
1: no. reckon IMAX. I go IMAX.
0: <laughs> no, it can't be an IMAX. 20 times bigger than that. I reckon that window. Again, yeah. watch it on the internet. I reckon that window is 20 of those TVs. I can't see the window, so What's, I don't know.
2: <laughs> like a four by four grid of those TVs would be 16. So it's a 4x5 grid. So yeah, that window's probably about 20.
0: Yeah. Nice. Nailed it. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm so smart. So, <laughs> so 20 so, times so, the mass of the sun. So we've got we've got we've got, we've got a Warwick Davis. Yeah. A white dwarf, yes. We've got a um <laughs> We've got a, <laughs> what was the second? A neutron. A neutron a Jimmy star. neutron. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Right. Option number three, 20 times or more the mass of our sun. Even the force trying to hold the neutrons apart can't win over the gravity, collapses down to a point. That's your black hole. Okay. Black hole. Because it's just the core of the star, those tend to be kind of, they end up about five to 10 times the mass of our sun. Okay. But concentrated into a single point. Okay. So that's your black hole. Those are your kind of stellar mass black holes. Okay. Above them are your intermediate mass black holes, which are kind of a few hundred times the mass of a star. Okay. Those are formed by stellar mass black holes merging with each other. So you mentioned this earlier, mm. like, do black holes ever merge? Yes, they do. And we've detected the gravitational waves that are produced when that happens. Jesus, Lord, what?
0: So, so the black hole thing, um, you know, again, not really a black hole, just a big black sticky blob of tar that shit gets stuck on and can never leave. Mm-hmm. What about the other two that you mentioned, the white dwarf and the neutron star? What do, do, do they have interesting properties and shit?
2: Yeah. So white dwarves are pretty much the most boring stellar object because okay. there's no kind of active process happening. They're just radiating heat.
0: Do they, uh, is the um, gravitational pull at such a level that time will change
2: on them? Uh, yes, because they are like masses comparable to the sun, but really quite dense. So, I mean, if, wow. if you go close to the sun, you're experiencing very strong gravitation, like a lot stronger than the Earth. Yeah. So you're getting that time dilation effect. Coming. But it's
0: not as strong as a black hole because the yeah. black hole doesn't have that surface. So I'm fucking learning, aren't yeah, I? yeah, yeah. Shit's getting pieced together. It's like a me learning something is like a very slow jigsaw. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Where I just and right now, I think I've got a corner piece. Yeah, you
1: found the corner piece. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I've just it's a thousand piece yeah, jigsaw. Not sure and I'm not which put,
1: corner yet.
0: I found one, and I'll know I don't at least. <laughs> right. Okay.
2: So yeah, one of the cool things about hmm. white dwarves is. You can, under certain circumstances, end up with a white dwarf that's actually a 15-kilometer-wide diamond. Really? But, you know, good luck harvesting that and not crashing the global diamond market. Okay. Well, the global diamond market is a fucking sham, isn't it? Run by the De
0: Beers Corporation. Yeah, so De Beers... Do do you know this? No. So De Beers got everyone's... So so diamonds, right, are plentiful as fuck. They're fucking everywhere, right? And De Beers who were the company that sort of... They got everyone together, and they said, all right, listen, diamond farmers, um, so it's in our best interests to vastly limit the global... Sup- yeah, diamond farmers, that's yep, what yep. I went with. Um, miners,
1: aren't they? What? The miners, aren't they?
0: No, farmers. Farmers, oh, okay. what you do is you plant the small diamonds, oh, okay, yeah. and then that makes a diamond tree, oh. and then you come and you just pick. That's it. But at the moment... Uh, because of Brexit, mm. uh, a lot of um, you, there's a lot of immigrant labour yeah, that yeah, is going yeah. short at the moment, so a lot of diamonds are just falling into fields and yeah. no one's no bothering one's to pick them up. up. Still, blue passports. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, um, yeah, there's diamonds are plentiful, yeah. but they vastly limit the supply of diamonds totally, so that they yeah. can still charge fucking dick tons of money. Uh. And also, so do you know how much money you're meant to spend on an engagement ring?
1: They say something stupid like three months salary. That's literally yeah. De Beers yeah. who
2: made that up. Yeah. So so the phrase "diamonds are forever" to yeah. try and prevent you from trying to resell your diamonds. Yeah, uh, diamonds are girls' uh, best
0: friend as well. Yeah, they just made all that yeah. that up. Shirley Bassey, they made her up. Mm. Just. <laughs> just. Um, yeah. So that's that's the thing about diamonds. They're fucking, there's fucking loads of them. That's not that. Yeah. A lot of them are used as well. Uh, as is my knowledge, a lot of them are used uh not for jewellery and stuff, but a lot of them are put into machine uh machining stuff because they're very, very sharp. Like a hard and yeah, yeah, and so they can cut stuff. So ninety percent of diamonds just go to mm. uh, machines and shit. I did not know that. There you go. Yeah. You've learned something. I'm fucking well happy. Yeah. And he's learned the card thing as yeah, well. Yeah. Two wow. things you've learned, and I've only learned one thing about black holes up your fucking game. Because <laughs> you can't
1: <laughs> understand it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, learned, not, I,
1: learned, I spent an hour with a scientist that didn't learn anything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he can't he's comprehend anything. Any he's science. not
0: strictly at fault. Yeah. Before <laughs> he's sort of like trying to teach magic. He's sort of like trying to teach magic tricks to a dog. Yeah. In it, like, yeah. and the dog, yeah. the dog turned around and going, "You're shit, you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So, so white dwarves. Yep. Warwick Davis is. They're not particularly dense as well. <laughs> Apparently, so bad. Do you know what? Um, there is a. Uh, sorry, this is. Fuck it, I'm going to say it. So there's a comedian who is uh, has dwarfism and is white, and picking her up is dense as fuck. <laughs> it's it's gen- <laughs> gen- genuinely, she is she is heavy she is bloody heavy uh and you yeah. wouldn't think so yeah. because because you just look and you go ah, ah that'll be all right yeah. but it's compacted in yeah and
2: uh, de- like, deceptively like heavy a white dwarf.
1: dense aren't they white dwarfs yep, they yeah. are quite
2: dense yeah not as dense as neutron stars nope neutron stars far far more dense like a teaspoon full of neutron star material weighs as much as a planet. What? Isn't that the same with like
1: dark matter? Or is that even more dense?
2: Um, So dark matter doesn't get to those densities. It's, again, going into kind of a cosmology line here, but the particles that make up dark matter, because they can only interact gravitationally, they can't lose energy the same way that normal matter can. So they keep a lot of their speed after the big bang. They Mm. kind of get slowed down by the expansion of space. Right, stop there. Repeat what he just said.
1: They get slowed down by the expansion of space. That's the
2: last, that's the last thing he said. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you feel like a dog. Dark can't cool down after the big bang, so it can't gravitationally collapse to those densities. There we go. Yeah. Cause in yeah. my
0: head I was like, I don't have a fucking clue what he's saying. Zevi. 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 Zemi as fuck, lad. Um I, I got to think about neutron uh, neutron stars. If you had a, a teaspoonful of that, that yeah. would weigh as much as a planet. Yep. And then you said other words. And for some reason, my brain just went, you don't need this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and so you were saying it into my ears and my ears were just pushing those words <laughs> out of my fucking thing. Okay, so. forgotten the word
1: head now as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm having I'm a gonna leave
1: uh, Yeah, I'm going to leave here. I'm stupid that I came <laughs> in. And I started this by saying we could fish into a black hole. So, <laughs> just so you know.
0: Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> right, okay. Say it again, and I'm going to stay with you for
2: as long as I can. What, the, the bit about the dark matter? Yes. Okay. So dark matter gets produced the same way as all other matter, at the beginning of the universe. But it only, like, all other matter can interact with kind of electromagnetic forces. It can radiate heat. It can kind of collide and undergo sort of nuclear forces. Dark matter just does gravity. And what that means is that there's no mechanism by which dark matter can get rid of its initial energy. This is the bit that Mm, I'm losing. (laughs) This is the bit. So as space expands... So hang about how does normal matter get rid of its initial energy? So it can radiate it away. Okay. In, in the same way as like if you heat something up and it glows. So that's the thermal
0: dynamic law of something. Yeah. The law of thermal dynamics. Yes. Okay. So That's b-
2: one option. W- you can also like those particles can collide and exchange so energy. So excess
0: So yeah, so when so when things collide with each other there's a transference of energy isn't there And heat energy and other shit like that. But dark matter can only uh, interact with gravity. Correct. And gravity being a force doesn't transfer heat or shit like that.
2: They can transfer energy, but it's much, much less efficient. So when you're forming a galaxy, you start with like big sphere of dark matter and also normal matter. But the normal matter can kind of collide and radiate and lose energy and sink down towards the middle and form a galaxy. Mm dark matter can't do that. It just stays on its crazy random orbits. And that's how they make the chocolate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no idea, hey, that. Getting
2: back to neutron stars. Yep. So neutron stars are really interesting because one thing you can get with a neutron star is, I think, called a pulsar. A pulsar. pulsar. Right. So what a pulsar is, is a, a neutron star with a very strong magnetic field. And what that ends up doing is channeling charged particles into two beams
0: right okay so right okay
2: so charged particles moving around the star get forced to the kind of rotational poles and spat out in these two huge beams of like really high energy radiation okay
0: like lightsabers
2: like lightsabers yeah okay cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah like lightsabers
0: (laughs) (laughs) i just have to picture it it's more like it's more like darth maul's lightsaber though (laughs) there's one from each side so i just i just have to picture something in my fucking head just that when he's talking about you can go right pulsating yeah so in my head now i'm picturing a planet Mm. with two fuck-off lightsabers yeah
2: yep good picture okay so with a pulse i'm helping
0: you as well so don't yeah, you look no, at me I'm, like I'm, I'm like i'm bringing the class my thing down is,
1: my thing is i don't even know what he's saying is true <laughs> so i'm like yeah if you could you might be telling me all these real things but i don't know if you've got anything wrong in there where someone else listening might go actually you missed out a little bit there
0: i'm, yeah. I'm just like yeah but we won't even be able to understand what it is that he might have <laughs> That's <what I> mean. <laughs> yeah. our level of understanding it's just baffling do all your friends talk like this what's your whatsapp group like like you or like me no like you because uh, i because i don't imagine that you would hang around with like me and dean on like a regular basis because we wouldn't be able to just because this is you a
1: have slog nice, in it you have is... a nice chat about buffy before i don't know what you're we on about. Did,
0: but even then he was operating at a
1: higher level yeah he was yeah he what's, was what's your whatsapp groups like have you got a whatsapp group
2: uh we do have a couple of whatsapp just send groups, each yeah.
1: other like science memes and that
2: no, no.
0: Yeah, absolutely they do. He
1: he could show you a meme that you won't understand.
0: Right, so so here's the thing. In your WhatsApp groups, do you ever send each other uh, pictures of that massive black guy with that huge big black dick? Okay, the fact that you don't even know what that is (laughs) is proof That we operate on different fucking (laughs) levels. Very different levels, Because there was, was, honestly, during lockdown, there was maybe a month-long period where every picture message you'd receive would be this black guy with the biggest dick you've ever seen in your entire Mm. life.
2: I don't think I've ever received that message. That's it. They operate on different levels. (laughs) Do you
0: ever wonder what it would be like to, like, have some sort of brain injury and, like, just have an average IQ? A level of, like, understanding?
2: I mean, I do now. Because
0: <laughs> you must hang around with other people who are dead clever as well. You must do. Because it must be exhausting for you to like converse with us
2: it must be exhausting. it is not exhausting it's really good fun just a lot <laughs> oh bless him it's, it's
1: going over the foundations for him he's just like relearning the basics just going over it's like it's a nice little uh, refresher course for you isn't it
2: an, an abnormally high proportion of people in my friend group have physics degrees yeah mm. that would make sense wouldn't it
1: yeah i i feel like i want to hang up with the dumbest one of your smart friends <laughs> that'd be the best the easiest night out i think i'm not going to
2: nominate somebody as the dumbest one of my friends but you oh, know well, you know he who instantly it is. Knows. He he knows who it is he, instantly knows yeah. who it is. Yeah. he does this head me. he's like derek yeah. that's that's
0: what it fucking is yeah man <laughs> anyway pulsars pulsars so so just to recap where we're at, at the moment warwick davis is mm. uh jimmy neutrons yeah and then lightsaber pulsars. Yeah. Which is the type of Jimmy Neutron. Which is a type of Jimmy Neutron with exceptionally
2: dense mass. Yeah. So in a pulsar, the, the two beams twist around the star so they're not aligned with its rotation. And what you get then is that the beams are being spun around like a lighthouse beam shooting off into space. So they're like giant... They're like,
0: it's like a gobstopper surrounded by an electrical field. Pretty much, yep. I get you. You
2: you get that one?
0: Yeah, nice one for that one. Do you know what I'm quite good at, right, is, and I'm just going to toot my own horn here. (laughs) I am quite good at taking whatever fucking nonsense he's saying and distilling it into a really obvious analogy yeah, that yeah. everyone can see i i think i'm quite good at that yeah i, I mean i mean i still myself don't have a fucking clue no i don't know what it is oh no i can don't picture it in There's my head gobstoppers in space yeah, yeah. flying around yeah and giant sticky black balls of tar that mm. are black holes and shit yeah and warwick davis <laughs> 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 fucking mm-hmm. hell gobstoppers and tenables <laughs> look at that
2: <laughs> so if if you're in the path of the beam, you see it as it passes by as a really bright flash, okay, of radio waves. Usually, okay. So we detected this. Uh, very, very good astronomer by the name of Jocelyn Bell Burnell. Oh, J Bell Burnell. Yep. No idea. She... <laughs> J
0: Bell Burnell. Uh, I know. Yeah. Sounds like
1: a Black I... Betty. Right? <laughs>
0: Just, I just took Jocelyn and I just put it to Jay yeah, like and I do. just did it with a little bit of confidence yeah. and that was enough to sell him. I, can't, like, I couldn't even remember. Jay Belbanel, you see? They might be smart as fuck but they're yeah. gullible as well.
1: It's, it's, it's The information's like so not going in. I couldn't even remember. But, but What is it? Belbinel?
0: Jocelyn
1: Belbanel. I couldn't even remember that bit. I was like, yeah, who's that? Who are we talking about here?
0: Uh, she's a really good astronomer. Oh, okay. Oh, She's fucking great. What Jocelyn Belbanel did is she uh, measured the pulsar waves uh, emitted Mm. uh, and the electromagnetic frequency that came off the pulsar neutron star.
2: Yes, exactly. Fuck off! I mean... I'm not sure what electromagnetic frequency means, but... Mate, I don't know but, what any of it means. <laughs> I just saying words. Did I, did I get close? Jocelyn Bell detected the first pulsar.
0: Oh, mate, I fucking bled I mean, the shit out of that. Yeah, but if you hadn't
1: mentioned that name right at the start and went, what did she do? You would have went, <laughs> don't know. Okay, It's only because we were
0: talking about... <laughs> Pulsars. so 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 you're taking my victory away from me that one yeah i predicted what he was going to say and you couldn't remember the name of the thing that i was predicting. yeah no yeah that's fine though no. what was her name J Bell Benell.
1: yes <laughs> yes mate <laughs> even then i was questioning myself
2: i was like that is what's going to of- be calling her from now on." what's her
1: on? first name J- uh, J- oh i don't know it's gone now have a guess
0: so it's, it sounds a bit like J- it's, it's if you budge past someone if you, if you bunch, yeah <laughs> jostle it's, it's not joyce no no don't 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 let him have it don't <sighs> let him have it he's all so can, close all i can think this is this, joss, stone. No. This, <laughs> it's joss stone bell burnell joss stone bell burnell and do you know what happened when she um at first detected a pulsar yeah. someone said uh, another physician said is that really right and she went I got a right to be wrong. And that's how the song came about. Oh, okay. So what's Did her first?
2: Also, uh, physicist and physician, slightly different things.
0: Yeah.
2: Anyway, don't take this away from me.
0: What was her first name? You're so close. So when you, when you barge past someone. I don't know what that word is. You, you said it before. Jostle. Yeah. Jocelyn. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't just, know. Just very quickly, I
1: didn't know jostling was bumping into someone.
0: So, just very quickly, very quickly, let's take what Deeds just said. I didn't know jostling was bumping into someone, and let's reread the text this <laughs> afternoon. Mostly, just making sure I can answer a question about something like Hawking radiation or the information paradox without resorting to a basically nonsensical string of words like quantum zero point energy in curved space time. I didn't know Jocelyn Jocelyn was rumbling into someone. (laughs) I told you. I told you you were doing too much. (laughs) Because my, well, my exact fucking uh, message was, um, ha, 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 you vastly overestimate my knowledge. Yeah. And I really wish you'd have taken more of that to heart.
2: I mean this is a proven thing like people who know a lot about a field will vastly overestimate how much other people know yeah even when deliberately trying to compensate for that yep
0: and the other end of that is the dunning-kruger effect it is indeed which um what's that do you know about the dunning-kruger effect so so. the dunning-kruger effect is the more uh incompetent somebody is The more they have a false sense of confidence in their own abilities, uh, okay. so their incompetence actually prohibits them yeah. from being able to see that they have made mistakes and have accurate self-reflective. Right. Uh, okay. So, for example, uh, if you think about a doctor yeah. that's misdiagnosing its patient, it, it, their patients. Mm. Um, and you have GP here, patient there, and the patient says, I've got a sore arm. And the doctor goes, ah, oh, it's cancer that, mate. Yeah. And you go, fuck, that sounds bad. She goes, yeah, off you go. And then the next person comes in. How does that doctor then know that they've misdiagnosed that patient? The
1: first one? Yeah didn't know there was a question coming at the end of that.
0: To be honest, so you were you were listening. Uh, well,
1: yeah, I was listening, <laughs> but I wasn't I was trying to work. Aware I, I there would
0: be. A yeah, test. yeah, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. trying to work anything out. So, so, well, the well, the point is anyway. The point is, is that your own incompetence mm. inhibits you from getting better, and it's almost ironic in a way that you have to have a certain level of skill, yeah, in order to improve at something.
1: Mm. So it's like just like uh, being delusional and something.
0: So like when you see like some comedians. Yeah, so there are some stand-ups that are so phenomenally bad at comedy.
1: And you're like, how do you not know how bad you're doing there type yeah. thing?
0: And they're so bad that they will go on stage and not understand how bad. So when I first started, I remember doing Wait, a no, gig. Oh, come
1: on, this is funny, this. I I, well, well, I, I,
0: I, I remember doing a gig when, when I first started. It was maybe a year into comedy. So when you're a year in, you do open spots, you do 10 minutes, and usually you're on with another open spot if it's a professional show or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was doing one of my first professional gigs, was very nervous, and I was on with another open spot. And I went on and had probably the best gig that I'd had to date. That's, yeah. that's And I was like, "Wow!" I came off and I thought, wow, I really feel like I'm doing all right with this. Yeah. And then the other open spot came on and died a really solid death. Hmm. And maybe the only laughs that they got were from people in the audience going, ha, 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 like that. Yeah, But they came off and God, oh, I can't believe we both smashed it. And I yeah, had to go, yeah, yeah right. oh, yeah, yeah, it was a great gig, wasn't it? Go, yeah, because, yeah, brilliant. And because you don't have that
1: sense of, I done bad there, what can I change to get better? In my head, stay at that bad level. Well, in
0: my head, I remember thinking, if I'd have had the gig that you'd had, I'd come off stage and I'd be absolutely gutted. Yeah, yeah, And that, to me, was like, okay, well, I'm not suffering with Dunning-Kruger then. Yeah, right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird little uh, psychological Yeah. Coinky dink,
1: yeah. Scientific term, that as well, isn't
0: it? Yeah, coinky dink. Coinky dink. That's actually the. Uh, it's actually the fifth uh, type of star. Yeah, coinky yeah. dink. Coinky dink. There's
2: actually there's a scientific term I did want to bring up. Okay, which is spaghettification.
0: Spaghettification.
2: Spaghettification. <laughs>
1: You'll remember this one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and with that is the most convoluted fat joke of all um i actually really like pasta as well i um
2: oh good so
0: do i i do you yeah. what's your favorite
2: type of pasta probably fusilli. oh nice okay i've not why? really thought about what my favorite type of pasta is up until now it's all just why kinda... do you like fusely i don't know because it's kind of cute it's... see now
0: now we talk about pasta yeah I sound like him, and he sounds like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because you're, so, like, you're
1: talking about like sauce distribution. And all yeah, exactly. That and well, I was like, talking about. Like I was talking
0: about how rigatoni yeah. is very good for um, you know, like keeping sauce, mm. you know, retention. Yeah, yeah. And he's going. It's just in a nice shape. It's nice, lovely. <laughs> and it? It's amazing how when it comes yeah. to food, it's completely flipped <laughs> yeah. one eighty, and now I'm the fucking expert. Yeah. But as like, like, no, well done, well done. Thank
2: you. Well done for that. that
0: Fusilli is in a little twist. Yes. You've done a really
2: good, honestly. And, and Penne is on with the tube, right? Yeah. Small tube. A key down the tube. Small uh,
0: tube. Rigatoni it's is big. bigger. And uh, do you know what Conchiglia is? Haven't the foggiest. It's Italian The shell. That's how you know. It's the shell pasta.
2: Awesome. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Taglatelli, you know, that's. Slightly fatter.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Papadale, which is even fatter. don't know more. that one. No. It's even fatter.
2: So there's, there's like subtle gradations of... Fatness. Fatness of pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then linguine,
2: which is like really small, skinnier than spaghetti. Fascinating. Next time I go shopping, I will You're actually... You're very like, welcome, like, mate. You're
0: very welcome. look
2: at the pasta aisle and I will know. I'll be informed.
0: You're very welcome, mate. appropriate pasta. You're very welcome. I'm really pleased. That's three <laughs> things. That's three things he's like. Yeah. Three things. Nothing. <laughs> he's going
1: to leave here going, fucking trying to tell me about linguine. I already know it. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: so spaghettification. Spaghettification. Is where you, in fact, you give me the beginning and me and Dean will just sort we'll the rest. Yeah.
2: We'll sort the rest. Yeah. Okay. So what's an appropriate beginning? <laughs> <laughs> well this doesn't bode well does it dave I, I have mentioned that the strength of gravitational force increases as you get closer to the center of mass of something yes which means that if you're standing on the surface of the earth the strength of gravitational force on your feet is slightly stronger than the strength of gravitational force on your head okay because your head is slightly further away from the center okay can I just come in dead
1: quick is it true that if everyone cr- crouched into a little ball, the air
2: would spin a little bit faster? Uh, yes, that is conservation of angular momentum. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that was there somewhere. That's
0: not actually spaghetti that's a knocky
2: oh, occasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever uh, joke for uh, me there. Uh Pasta-based humour. This is uh, it's not what I was ready for. Oh no, mate, well. <laughs> you never know where it's going to go. <laughs> so, on the surface of the earth, you can't, Feel that difference, because okay. the, the difference that your height makes compared to the distance you are from the center of the Earth is tiny. Yes. But if Look. you're falling towards a black hole, yeah. your height can be a much larger proportion of that distance. So you get a much bigger difference in force. Do you get stretched into spaghetti? You get stretched into spaghetti. Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah man. Uh, I was miles away from that i went i went for literal yeah well spaghetti-fication well, or well, well when he started started at the feet thing, I thought maybe your feet go to spaghetti, and I was like that's stupid well, your ten I-
1: toes would. Sort of. Well, I I started
0: thinking, actually, I started thinking more literally, sorry, less literally, and I started thinking about how when you cook spaghetti, Mm. you get a pan of boiling water, and naturally the bottom half (laughs) of the spaghetti... Just just going back to (laughs) The bottom half of the spaghetti has to to cook and soften before you can fit it all into the pan. And so I assume that there might be a state where half of your body was rigid, like the... On top of the pasta,
1: spaghetti.
2: And then the bottom half was bendy. That's where I was going for in my yeah. head. Ironically, Jeez. the subject of spaghetti has such strong gravitational force that Freddie cannot escape it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate.
0: I'm gonna go mechaboladays tonight. <laughs> I don't I don't know, fuck. Um Yeah, right. Okay. So you would get stretched
2: into spaghetti. You would get stretched into well, you would initially get stretched into a line one atom thick. And then those atoms would themselves be torn apart as you fell into the black hole. But then you wouldn't fall into anything. You'd just lay on the top, wouldn't you? Yes, yeah, so you would pass the event horizon and... Is it a giant meatball?
1: That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. It's essentially a giant meatball with spaghetti stuck to it. That's all I've learned from today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go home and be like, spent two hours with a, a, an astrophysicist there. What have you learned?
0: Black holes, Big meatballs. <laughs> Do you know what? There is something in the fact that we've spent, again, nearly two hours in the company of an astrophysicist and learned so little, oh, like, like a bafflingly ab- small amount. Absolutely
1: not. I've le- genuinely learned more about pasta.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I know the words that you're using for that. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the, um, um, oh, the tests a, again. A, a astronomer that discovered the, was it Pulsar? Yep. Jocelyn...
1: Barbara, Ib... Is it Barbara, No.
0: No right okay I'm not stupid Okay, Okay. Jocelyn, and then think about the end of your dick. Bell. Yep.
1: Bell I'm trying to think of how I had it in my head Cause it was like Black Betty. Bell Bell, Baran. Sort of like Bell Bel Barin. Oh he's so close. He's so close. Put me out of my misery, what is it? Jocelyn. I like to
2: apologise to Dame Jocelyn Bell Burnell. Oh,
1: she's a dame? Yep. Yeah.
2: Suss. Suss. Yeah, yeah like, she's going to be
0: offended about this.
1: Yeah, she watches this, I think.
0: <laughs> I love how as well I at the end of your dick, you went, Bell, straight oh, yeah, away. I'm it was like...
1: like oh, I'm a scientist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Jocelyn Foreskin Bunnell. That's, <laughs> that's my name. <laughs> okay, what sort of um, different... Um, like like when a star collapses in on itself because it's run out of fuel, yeah. what are the options other than black hole? Uh, neutron, white dwarf. See, he's fucking learnt shit, yeah. right? Um, that's it, isn't it? Or oh, black hole? There's yeah, black hole's one. one, and then the fourth one's two black holes, isn't it?
2: Ah, right, but yeah. Like, combine. Uh, So each core collapse will produce only one black hole, but okay. you can get black holes interacting and merging later on. Fucking Lord, above.
0: Mm. it's been a it's been a heavy one this hasn't it i've enjoyed it it's been good well we are going to um uh we're, we're going to have a break yeah. for us to um just sort of fucking decompress a little bit yeah and we are going to go back and record pigoted extra where we are going to talk about the origins of the universe a bit more yeah and um, we'll get back to that gold we will thing oh on there try so to do the gold now Dan, we'll quickly go
2: all right so really quickly the simplest thing for energy to turn into is hydrogen so the early universe is made pretty much entirely of hydrogen. Yeah. Hydrogen can be fused together to make helium and release energy, which is what powers our sun. Hmm. This is periodic table, isn't this it? It's periodic table. Hydrogen is number one, uh, Yeah, and then helium. Then lithium.
0: And lithium, batteries. So this is
2: what stars do in the early part of their life, is they fuse heavier and heavier elements to make energy to balance out their gravity. And that stops with iron, So iron is the heaviest element that can be produced through fusion because past iron, you would absorb more energy than you produce by fusing them. So past iron, you can do fission, which is splitting them apart to release energy. Fission, told you. Which is where we get our nuclear power (laughs) from. We take uranium, which is a very heavy element, and split it into lighter elements. But in order to produce those heavier elements in the first place, there's only one process in our universe that does that, and that is a supernova. Right. So everything on the periodic table heavier than iron, so anything okay. to the right or down, yep. is produced in supernovae. Okay. And that includes gold. So all the gold on our planet...
1: <laughs> isn't from our planet?
2: Isn't from our planet. It's produ- Well, it's from our planet in that it was there when our planet formed. Yeah. Was going to about to in it. But, it but it's come from... It's come from supernovae elsewhere. Mm. The end is that the supernova
1: come from nope. neutron stars colliding. So supernova. why have I got that in my head that uh, the gold come from two neutron stars colliding? I don't know why you have nah. that in your head. That's why. I got, what I get for trying to learn stuff off TikTok, isn't
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought supernovas were made of champagne. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the extent of my yeah. knowledge. Right. We're going to talk about, um, we're going to have a break. We're going to record Picketed Extra. We're going to talk about the origins of the universe. Yep. Uh, if you want to uh, get involved, uh, in Picketed Extra and listen to it, you can, all you need to do is be a Patreon, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com forward slash picketed. Uh, and now you pay four quid a month, one pound a week. And for that, you get access to all the extra content, uh, two extra episodes a week. Um, plus, uh, access to discord servers, uh, discounts on merchandise the way i like to think about it is this uh would you notice uh if we spent a week not uploading an episode of pigoted and if the answer to that is yes would you notice if a pound left your bank account and if the answer to that is no then obviously it's a no-brainer sign up to the patreon and so you can help support the podcast and you will get a literal shitload of content for just a quid a week and uh, before we. we go is there anything that you want to plug
1: dean go follow me on social media dean coglin underscore, underscore and go check out the mild high club which is a podcast i've got going on and Ben
2: uh, Go look up Jocelyn Bell Burnell. She's still alive
0: Hey Is she Try
2: and get her on <laughs> Can she come on
0: Hi Jocelyn In a previous episode We <laughs> referred to you As Jocelyn Foreskin <laughs> Burnell.
1: What What, what
0: do you Will you come like? talk about
1: The giant gob stuff Yeah <laughs> Would you like to talk like, About uh, the
0: uh, giant <laughs> gob stuff <laughs> That you And uh, uh, Warwick uh, Davis uh, She'd be like What is this What are you on about here <laughs> Oh fuck. Thank you for coming on, man. Uh we'll You're see welcome. you next week. Bye. Bye.